Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of You Did What to Yourself with Sarah Makuda. As always, my bestest of friends, Joshua Cruz, is joining us. Josh, how's it going? Hey, everyone. I, uh, I hope everyone's having a good holiday season now that we're in full swing here. Yeah, I'm sort of over it already, and we haven't officially actually gotten into it, but... <laughs> That's just me. Um, so Josh, I know we've talked in the past about, you know, good beauty and beauty gone wrong and all things beauty. Today, what I wanted to talk to you about, get your reaction to, and to remind our friends that just because there's a trend out there, it doesn't mean it's a good one or it's something that you should try and you should read the fine print or just stop and think about it before you do it because it could always go terribly wrong, right? Or speak to a physician. I mean, sometimes what we're doing to ourselves, you know, just in case. It can be dangerous. Okay, so there have been some terrible trends that I admit on this list, Josh, I have tried none of these. So I'm going to hit you with the ones that I found. I'm curious to see if you've done any of them. But as of right now, the authorities have said, do not do these. They are bad for you. Okay? Um, Okay. The first one, and you're going to be... You know this trend. I'm pretty confident you've not done this. This is the lip plumpers. Now, I know that Kylie Jenner was, you know, she had the little, it was like the little suctiony thing and everybody was trying to do that. And I've done like the gloss, like I've taken, you know, the gloss that claimed that it was going to give you a plump and it didn't. It just like tingled until it did nothing else. Remember Uh, those, yeah. So like, they're still around. I'm not saying they're gone, but like at one point it was like the thing to do. And at this point it's like, listen, if you want to plump your lips, the only way you're going to really do it is to go and get the filler. But the dangers of doing the lump, the lip plumper in like the, you know, the little suctiony thing is that you end up with bruising your lips and splitting your lips. And you know, and I know that lip skin is very delicate. So this is a really bad trend. Oh, especially if you live in a number one, a cold weather climate. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is not good, period. If you're in a cold weather climate, like you're just going to have such chapped lips. But I do remember also <laughs> like the bruising. I, I mean, I do remember that. Wasn't there like a lawsuit even? I don't know. It's, yeah, it got weird. It yeah. got weird. It got weird really fast. And yeah, like, you know, God, when you're doing something and it hurts at some point, like stop, stop doing it and run away. Especially if you're doing it by yourself to yourself. Like if there's not a trained, like beautifying specialist in the room. Totally. yeah. And I listen, I did the lip flip with the Botox and I thought it was really cute. It where you know, the Botox wears off really quickly, especially in the lip area, because you obviously move your mouth a lot. But if you are ready to do the full like filler in the lip, I support it. I don't necessarily like how it looks on everybody. And I have not done it to myself yet because I'm just not there yet. Um, but and like, it does involve a little pain and discomfort, like Right. Too. right. I mean, it's expensive to do the fillers, but like, if you really want to do it, you're better off. Don't rip your face apart. Don't like scar your lips or, you know, bust them open. I'm like, that's terrible. And don't it's do that. Like, let's be real, ladies and gentlemen. It's basically like a dick pump for your lips. Exactly. Let's, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Stop. And just, no. it's, it doesn't sound good. On okay. both fronts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On both fronts for sure. All right. The next one, Josh, maybe you've tried this one. I'm not sure. I have not because I like my toothpaste to look like actual toothpaste, the teeth whitening with charcoal. Now I remember this was a big trend and people were doing it on social. 
Do you remember the charcoal and freaking everything? It's still pretty popular. It's like the new matcha. (laughs) Fair. But, you know, I mean, if you stop and think about it, like I would immediately be like, you know, you're putting something on your teeth. I'm, you know, I like, I've taken care of my teeth. I have the braces. I still wear my retainer. I'm like the oldest person in the world still wearing a retainer. But obviously if you're putting anything onto your teeth, even if it's not charcoal, if it's like, you know, certain whitening kits and things like that, it's going to weaken the tooth enamel. And I, you know, when you're biting into a slice of pizza, you're biting into something, a piece of candy or anything, this is going to make your teeth more likely to break. And so would it be better to have maybe not the whitest teeth in the world, but have all of your teeth? I would rather have that than have white teeth and broken ones. Well, and it is worth mentioning that with charcoal, there actually have not been a lot of studies done on like effects of its use, like long-term in beauty products. They've said that, you know, pretty openly. It's one thing to like put something on your skin and maybe like use it like as a part of an exfoliant. Sure. It's another thing to like put it in like delicate areas like your mouth like if your gums bleed you know those those I mean you do have a chemical reaction it does go into your bloodstream so you know I I would just say as far as charcoal goes like just go back to some white strips or (laughs) get it done to your dentist find a good whitening toothpaste they're so good these days and like baking soda thing once in a while and that helps I mean if anybody's really looking for like an at-home remedy like go with that I don't know God, I just like putting something that color in my mouth was totally unappealing to me anyway. And I'm like, I'm very selective about what goes into my mouth, Josh. I mean, (laughs) when there's sugar involved, then I put all kinds of sugary things in my mouth. But when there's no sugar involved, I don't know about charcoal. Not my thing. No. And because of the science uh, aspect of it, like, you know, I would also caution against any product that gets overly trendy. Totally. It's yeah. It's one of those things just because you saw people doing it on TikTok and didn't, you know, immediately explode or anything. It doesn't mean you should just go ahead and try it. I think we should all step back from that. Okay. And this last one, I think is one of my favorites because when I heard about the trend, it was a, um, a makeup uh, influencer. I think it was back in like 2018 who decided to put this out there and say, yes, this is a great idea. When I immediately heard it, I was like, that sounds not smart. And I'm glad I've never tried it. Using deodorant, Josh, on the T-zone area before you put your makeup on will help reduce sweat and oiliness in those areas. Wait, so like straight up aluminum, like <laughs> antiperspirant on their face. Yeah. Am I getting this right? Am I understanding and- as a sufferer of the oily T-zone myself, which for all of you who get frustrated with it, and I do too, it's just a sign that you have healthy skin. And remember that the oilier, the more hydrated your skin is, the less likely you are to get wrinkles and fine lines. So see the beauty in the shine, uh, why you would slap deodorant. Like when I think of like my primer, like if my primer isn't extremely thin and like basically nothing additional on my skin. Like it's just gross. It cakes off. It gets all flaky. It's awful. But I would never think to put something I put under my armpits or in my armpits on my face. I would, I was just, that just made me like shiver. And of course the, you know, now the experts are saying, do not do this because with the magnesium in it, the parabens, it's just going to clog your pores. So I was just going to say, if it doesn't allow it, to perspire then like you're just gonna get I would guess acne at the very I mean geez like yeah not (laughs) advisable (laughs) 
No, I don't. Again, I can't even recall who was the person who did it, but there were enough articles supporting her after the fact for other people who tried it. And like suddenly, finally, someone was like, no, this is really not a good idea. So I am still disappointed that people (laughs) had gone ahead and tried it. I get it. We all want to feel, you know, part of the trend. We all want to be up on things. You and I like to try trendy stuff. I mean, as much as the next people. But um, yeah, once again, moral of the story, like think before you touch your face with any of these things or your teeth. And DIY home solutions can be great. However, taking a processed product and using it in a way it was not intended is not like DIY, like home remedy, like a little witch hazel and like some like orange oil for a toner DIY. Right. Uh, odorant in your T-zone, not DIY, like not classified right. for use. Like, right. Just- Figuring out which DIY is worth doing. Um, funny enough, I remember bringing up to you not too long ago about like, hey, we should, ch- we should try like a DIY treatment on ourselves. And like, then we can report it that you were like, absolutely not. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kudos to you. Cause I would, I wouldn't, I'd end up, it would just be a mess. It would be a disaster. And I love natural beauty. Don't get me wrong. Like I do love natural products. I love bio organic products. Like absolutely for a very long time, I've used those products. Um, But like for me myself to be like the alchemist witch in the back room, like, yeah, um, too much for me. Yeah. 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 Is there any other trend Josh you can think of that? Like you just, you heard it and you laughed at, and then you never tried it and you realized that other people were doing it. Yeah. Well, they actually recently released uh, these devices for like at home electrolysis. Like you can permanently like start to remove your own hair at home. Really? Um, I would never even think to do that unless it was like, you know, some type of paste that you put on your upper lip. Like other than that, absolutely not. No, it's like a device at home type of uh, deal. And I am just, I caution against that for a lot of different reasons, because even when you go to the doctors, it can be rather painful and like get weird. (laughs) Um, So I don't know, maybe that's one we could talk about in more detail, but that's totally one that I've seen. Another one that I don't like, and some people are going to think is rather controversial, is the at home like red light treatment. Um, I can't the little wands um they can like overly dry out your skin and if you overuse them they're not good they could hurt texture like if you're gonna do something like that um I think either like you're young like really young like early 20s and your skin's all really really good and it's just a patch job um or like you know you probably should get it by a pro later on because it's it's also like the effectiveness there is uh, really dependent on like the serum people are using, but they're not being kind of advertised that way. Right. Um, so that's another concern. It's like not using things correctly because things aren't being presented necessarily for like mitigating expectations, but also how you have to properly use this with like an app, like a, like a serum that also hydrates. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's, you know, I just read and I, I admit that I have, suddenly gotten into the gel manicures that I pay $40 for. Kudos to the people who do it in DC though. For me, they do a beautiful job and my manicure lasts for weeks and weeks and weeks. But I was just reading an article about the effects of the blue light that you put your hands, you know, you put your hands in these little like cages 
and you can kind of feel it like they're, you know, they're drilling your nail down to make the polish, you know, look good on it. And you can feel like the, you know, roughness of them grinding your nail. And then you put it under this UV light and you feel some type of a twinge. Well, now I'm, you know, and this, again, this should have dawned on me before I just signed up to go ahead and do it. These lights could be cancer causing and it does totally make sense, right? I mean, you're literally sticking your hand under this extreme light to harden the polish. And I get it. Like, listen, 40 bucks for a manicure. That's a lot. It's paint on your fingernails. Like you could do it for yourself. It might not look as good and probably going to chip in a few days, but you could do it in your own bathroom. Like, right. So you've got to like figure out where you want to put your money, but also like now I'm very kind of hesitant. Like I, you know, I'm due for a polish change soon. And now I'm a little bit like, maybe I'm going to go back to the good old fashioned paint and a little hair dryer to dry them and like call it a day. I don't, I don't need that stuff, you know? Yeah. That's it. That always goes back to like what we talk about with like product safety, you know, and really just selecting what's best for you and your health when you think about beauty too, because like beauty is so holistic, like. It should be, it should be. It should be, we should totally think about it on those terms. I mean, you know, you can go back to like the Egyptians who created makeup out of, well, no, I guess they were being holistic, right? Because they were like creating color out of things in nature, like berries and things like that. Maybe it's not the Well, Egyptians. actually, this is such a great <laughs> story because the Egyptians used coal to like coal right. their eyes. Yeah. Yes. Totally cancerous. Yes. Um, and then the Romans actually used like mercury-based products for lipsticks. Yeah, that's right. Like, Literally, they were making bitches crazy, like with lips. <laughs> so, um, holistic. No, yeah. they let's defend them, Josh. I'm all about the Egyptians. I think they're fascinating. They built those fabulous pyramids. I mean, they were smart people. They didn't know the long term effects. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true story. I mean, we always again, natural is great, but like they're also natural products that it's like in the wrong usage, like yeah. not not necessarily like the healthiest move. So again, yeah, as, as I think, as we, you know, run into the digital world and the technology world and technology and beauty, I mean, they're, I think they're a better link than even fashion and technology at this point. Um, It's amazing. It's amazing the things we've been able to do. And when there's technology into a product that makes that product so much better, like these newer brands, and there's a lot of the argument with like, you know, okay, Estee Lauder is a beautiful brand, but it's never been changed. The formula has never been updated. So, how, you know, how does it stay relevant up against, uh, you know, Japanese brand that's new to the market? And they're really kind of using technology and new formulations to make the product more effective and better use. So, like, I'm all on board with that. But it's risky when you go toward these items or these devices that use laser beams and lights and all these different stuff. Like, there's definitely reason to stop and take a look at it and be like, am I going to do this to myself? Like, should maybe I should wait and see. It's kind of like, I don't want to relate this to the vaccine, but like people who are hesitant about the vaccine, they wanted to see how other people reacted to it first. Like, that's fine. And then you eventually got it. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to necessarily line it up with that. That's a bad analogy. But you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe don't even like when it comes to any kind of lights or things that are extreme for your skin or extreme for your body, like don't do it right away. Or don't necessarily do it at home. You know, like that's always the thing. Like there are trained professionals, like there are people making entire livelihoods, you know, just running businesses dedicated to like, you know, out treatments, day spas, you know, other light treatments. Um, 
you know, and some are more expensive than others, but like at the end of the day, I'd rather know that I got something done safely than like pay the price of like having done something at home and like just messed up my skin or just blown a bunch of money. Yeah. Well that, I mean, you can quickly, I automatically think of like people who are stuck in quarantine and couldn't stand their hair color or their hair length and decided to just do, do anything and just ruined their hair, whether the color was messed up or they burned it or whatever. And like, kudos to the, all of the hairstylists who had to make people look good again after. <laughs> after Colorists they- have certifications. Like these yes. people got trained, like <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like we have to give credit where credit is due for like the different work people do. And it's like, you get a certification for being a, co- a colorist, you know? Reason why. Yeah. There's a good reason why. And I've never touched my own hair with um, color because I would totally make a disaster of it. But People got desperate, man. They got desperate being stuck in the home and they didn't know when the end was coming. And they were like, well, I just got to do something. And, you know, I knew when my gay friends were like on the verge of like absolute <laughs> like descent into madness when they would dye their hair blonde. Like I was like, yep, he's That's officially that. lost it. We're all going through something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that happens with women too. You think of like, oh, I just came off of a bad breakup. I need to change. What's the first thing you're going to change? Your hair color or your, your length or something like that. I've done that a few times. I did that. Um, and I, you know, I'm just, just supposed to be a long haired girl. So I won't do that ever again. I'm older and wiser now. No man is worth cutting my hair. Yes. Don't lose your locks. Don't lose your locks. All right, Josh, thank you so much for joining me once again. Again, this was all about terrible trends in beauty. Is there one that you have tried and maybe it failed? I mean, I don't want to hear your terrible story, but I also kind of do. So send us a message. Thank you so much for listening and join us next time for You Did What to Yourself with Sarah Makuda. Bye, everyone.